listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. We exist to empower the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive through podcast community. Now, here is your host. Blooming Inspired Podcast, equipping and empowering the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive. Today, I want to introduce you to my friend Liddell Dudley. From Loveland, Colorado, Liddell grew up in Texas. She's a wife and mother, and she's an intercessor at her church, City Point Church there in Loveland, and she has a strong prophetic voice. She relates to the woman at the well and has an amazing testimony of how God took the broken things and the broken places in her life and brought her into an understanding of his unconditional love. So I just want to welcome you. Uh, Liddell, and ask you to share a little bit about who you are with our listeners. What would you like them to know about yourself? Well, thank you, Michelle, for inviting me on today. It's it's just a great uh, pleasure. Um, I really grew up uh, knowing the Lord very, very early on, even as even as young as two years old, I I can't explain it. It is hard to express in words, but um, I knew the Lord's presence early, early on. And that increased to the point of coming into a Baptist church in West Texas um, and hearing the Lord's voice audibly for the very first time. And the first time I heard the Lord speak, my name I actually thought it was my parents calling me so I quickly turned my head and then I realized no that wasn't my parents that was God Mm. and before I could even give it another thought I was walking down um, a Baptist aisle to ask the Lord to come into my heart and by the time I reached the end of the aisle uh, my then pastor, uh, Joe Cruz, was was there waiting for me, and he had already uh, gone to his knees to introduce me to the Lord. <clears throat> and he asked me, he said, sweetheart, what are you here for today? And I said, I, I want Jesus in my heart. And um, two weeks later, I was baptized, and I recall very clearly uh, being baptized in a little white dress with blue roses. Mm. And when I came out of the water, there was a song in my heart. And Mm. that was really the beginning of of my opening my life to the Lord. And how old were you then? I was five and a half. Five and a half. So I was very young. Um, And there was so much joy inside my heart that I felt like my heart was going to explode even Mm. as young as I was. I knew something very, very different had happened to me and I would never be the same again. And from, from that night, uh, I, I did not know what was ahead of me as young as I was. I had no clue, but yeah, that, that's where my walk with the Lord started. So that's your early childhood. Tell me about um, your growing up years uh, and coming into adulthood. What was that like for you? I I grew up, uh, we had a very unusual family. I was born 
uh, to one of three sets of twins. I had uh, five siblings and uh, each one a set of twins, which was really unusual. Um, and, and so growing up everywhere we went, we, we drew attention. And uh, sometimes Did your mother dressed you all alike? Um, my twin and I dressed alike. Okay. Um, on, a, on a rare on a rare occasion, we kind of coordinated somewhat, but for the most part, it it stayed to the set of twins. Okay. Or coordination, something along those lines. Uh, my grandmother was a, a very experienced seamstress. My mother helped it at times with some of the sewing, but uh, she she made a few really nice pieces for us when we were younger. Oh. So. So what was that like? And were you identical twins or were you fraternal? No, uh, none were identical twins. Okay. So, so you dressed alike, I, but you didn't necessarily look alike. Yes, that was, the, that was the case. Three of us took after the features of our dad, blonde hair, blue eyed, and other, uh, the other three uh, siblings took after my mother, which was dark headed with hazel eyes. You know, my dad is a twin, and so he um, he he tells stories about how, like, when he was in Okinawa, Japan, his brother, who's his twin, was in an accident, and he was thinking about his brother all day the day of the accident. He knew there was something wrong, but he didn't know what had happened until two weeks later when the letter arrived from his mother recounting what had happened to his brother, and he said there were many occasions where he would pick up the phone to call him and his brother would say, I was just about to call you and things like that, that there was, there's a, a connection. Did you experience anything like that with your twin? I did all through our childhood and even today at times in our adulthood, uh, there have been situations that were just really uh, very strange, if anything but either I would take on some of her symptoms or she would take on mine. But either way, all through these years, and even today I'm 62, and I know when she is in trouble or when she is troubled, I know that. And a lot of times she's known that of me too. That can, that can be a great gift to know there's somebody else in the world who understands what you're going through. Um, uh, yes. Yeah but it can also be a great burden um, in my mind to think that, you know, you knew something was happening, but you might not have been able to do anything about it. And that might, it, so what you can do is pray. I just think about that. And I think, it, I just think about the relationship my dad had with his brother, how close they were. And even as adult men, they were just so very close and loved, very, loved each other very much and did everything together as children. And so well, there is there is a love and there there is a bond between uh, my twin and I. However, we as children were traumatized early mm -hmm. on, and it's affected our relationship. So I've not been able to have the normal uh, closeness of a twin that most mm -hmm. that I've heard of or that I've experienced. I've wanted that, but um, it's been quite the opposite and. That has been very painful. So you experienced so. trauma as a young child. Um, yes, um, my, and was, all of my siblings did. Mm -hmm. And so was that trauma 
um, something that continued to come up in your throughout your life? Did you have many traumas in your life, or did, or was that one trauma kind of the defining thing? Um, no, I've had many traumas through my life, but those early on uh, really defined a lot of uh, ongoing heartbreak and hurt, okay. uh, deep wounds that. Yes. Uh, that God has helped me address over a span of now 40 years. Okay. So as you were grow, as you grew out from the place of trauma, because it happened in your early childhood, as you were a teenager, how did that trauma affect you as a teenager and a young adult? Well, I was one that, um, I was always full of questions. And so I really, I really felt like that caused me to talk a lot, and uh, I gained some really not so nice nicknames uh, in growing up from uh, hurting people themselves, mean-spirited people. But overall, my inquisitiveness was because I wanted to know how things work, and I wanted, I wanted answers to my questions. And for the most part, I didn't have answers to those questions. So uh, instead of going to people to ask those questions, I found myself more and more going to the Lord in the privacy of either my room or taking a refuge under a big tree uh, growing up. And my relationship with God went on the increase in those years. And so I, I'm very thankful for that because it also began to uh, teach me to have a listening ear. And, and in that, I'm, again, I'm grateful for that because it's caused me to be very super sensitive to people around me and uh, not to assume things or not to try to assume things, but to really be able to put myself in other people's shoes yeah. and be sensitive to where they are. Right. So. Mm. so you mentioned that you turn more and more to God. Is, isn't it a beautiful thing that you knew at that tender age that God was the answer that you were looking for and he had the answers that you were looking for? It was comforting to me that I could go to the privacy of my room or, again, my special place under that big tree with my Bible and my notebook in hand and either listen to the Lord or write out my thoughts. Now, I, I want to clarify listening to the Lord. It was, it was my relationship internally inside my heart. Right. I still could only at that point. And, and I can say uh, with clarity that that the most prime time of my relationship with the Lord, very, very close, I recall was 13 years of age. And at that point in life, I had only heard the Lord's voice audibly one time. Now, in a lifetime, I've only heard his voice three times. Yeah. Very defined instruction and, and knew that it was the voice of God. But but ongoing in my relationship, it's been inside my heart. Right. It, it's been inside my spirit uh, that God has led me. 
Well, let me just pause right there because in the book of John chapter 10, it says he's the good shepherd. Jesus mm -hmm. is the good shepherd, right? Mm -hmm. And he knows his mm -hmm. sheep and his sheep know his voice. So you knew when you heard that voice that it was mm -hmm. the Lord speaking to you and calling you in that moment. And then I understand what you're talking about, that you hear things internally. For me, I get yeah. words in my head like I'll be, mm -hmm. I'll be praying about something and the word hope will come and that'll send me into the word to look at hope and what hope means from a biblical perspective. And so, yeah. but I, I just think it's beautiful. Who taught you to take your Bible and your notebook and go and sit under a tree or in your bedroom and listen to the Lord that way? Um, that, that was the Holy Spirit. It was very um, unusual during that period mm -hmm. of time in the 60s. That was not a norm. A normal thing for people to do no but I wasn't what they call a normal child I I can recall very clearly uh, even as early as the third grade instead of playing on the playground with most kids I was sitting in a swing and I was listening uh, to to little friends not that I had a lot of friends because I didn't but when they came to swing they would talk Mm -hmm. And if there was something happening that was hurting them or they didn't understand, they talked to me and I listened. And that, that just increased all the more. And it's even that way today. Now, I mean, I can talk with different people in different settings, but the richest time that I have is, is when I am listening to someone. When I'm, tr when I'm honed in, and I'm put in a place of trust, I believe, uh, that they would come to me in the first place because they could go to anyone. And that's been, that's been a way of life as long as I can remember. So now that, now that you're growing up, um, so you, you graduate from high school, I presume? And I had some circumstances in my home um, that caused me to be taken out of school oh, okay. so frequently that it was nothing for me to miss up to 30, uh, 35, 40 days of school. And, uh, and so because of that, which that started when I was in kindergarten, it went all the way through the ninth grade. Um, I want to push pause right there grade. because Mm -hmm. nobody thought that 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 was something to be concerned about in your life like the school officials they didn't inquire about that or there was hey you cps would be called if a child missed that much school you know well back in that day it was called the truant officers and uh -huh. on occasion they would visit the home and they would inquire of my mother why we were out of school and she would say something uh, and back in that day and time, children were seen and not heard. Yeah. So I was invited into that. Uh, it was very embarrassing, especially when you went back to class. And I was constantly on the catch-up end of things because I would be one of the few that would take home so many books. And it wasn't because I was so studious. It was because I was constantly trying to catch up with my classmates in my work. And 
I made uh, fairly good grades, but after a period of time and after a span of years, it really hurt. Uh, it hurt my education. And by the time I was in the 10th grade, going into the second, I believe, second uh, month, my mother had taken me out of school one particular time for a consecutive 100 and some odd days. And when I returned back to school, now I'm in high school, and my principal informed me, you can't come to class. You're suspended from school until an investigation is pending. And long story short, I was taken out of school. But I still believe God was navigating me because I made a beeline to the counselor's office, as scared as I was, and I pleaded with them, please keep me in school. I do want to go to college, but I've, I've got to have these credits. And that is when they drove me over to local uh, college, interviewed with the dean, and they set me up into a GED program. And so that is how I gained my equivalency was through GED. But formally, I've had a ninth grade education. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. And so after the, at that point, you're 15, 16 years old and you've mm -hmm. just gotten your general equivalency diploma, but you're still very much a minor child in the household where all of these things are happening that are disruptive and traumatizing in your life. Mm -hmm. You yeah. don't have a lot of friends because you don't have the opportunity to make friends. So, no. and, and I take it your siblings in your family were, were suffering much the same as you were. Oh, very much. There were a lot of secrets in our household growing up, but for the most part, we uh, the normalcy that we had in our home was what they called chores to keep our home up. Uh, there were regular meals uh, prepared, and I was raised in a traditional home where girls are taught early on with uh, domestic skills, and um, but it was really unusual because I didn't find that my mother had a lot of joy in very many things, except she really loved to garden and she loved to grow things. Uh, she had a beautiful voice and I, and I can even remember to this day, um, she could whistle any tune and, and she whistled a lot, but um, those are things I hold in my heart even today, as hard as it was, as volatile of the household we lived in, um, I I continually took myself to what I called my secret place mm -hmm. mentally. And that's what sustained me and that's what kept me. Uh, I didn't have what I call really mental brokenness and, and until I was well in my adult years. and. Uh, from 13 up to 17, it was it was sporadic times that I would just like feel like I hit a wall and cry out to God. To God. And uh, I didn't confide in people. I so the Lord was my best friend, literally my very best and only friend. That's all the time we have for today. Be sure to tune in next week to hear more of Liddell's amazing 
testimony of how she went from a childhood filled with trauma to finding triumph in the Lord and where she is today. Um, I, I love Liddell. She's an amazing woman of God, and I can't wait to share the rest of her story with you next week. Um, Father God, we are grateful for, for Liddell and her testimony, and I just want to ask you to make her words um, go like arrows and pierce the hearts of those who listen so that they may know you more. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, a couple of things. One, if this podcast has been a blessing to you, please like it, share it, subscribe to it. We're on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. You can uh, search for this podcast under Blooming Inspired Network or Blooming Inspired Podcast. You can also go to bloominginspirednetwork.com and listen to us under the podcast tab. We're on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Blooming Inspired. And I'm so excited about 2020. I've been developing 2020 vision and I feel like God has given me the words vision velocity and victory for the coming new year so i'm going to be spending time this fall reviewing that word with god and just growing to understand it more and so i want to invite you to start praying right now and get with god and listen for his heartbeat for the next year and um Begin to write down the things that you feel like he's showing you, whether those be scripture. My vision board for for next year has three scriptures, one from Habakkuk 2, one one through 3, one from uh, Amos 9, I think it's 13 through 15, and then the the last one is a selection of three scriptures, all from Isaiah 14 in a specific order. And so... I just want to encourage you today. We are his sheep. We hear his voice. And if we seek his direction, he'll provide it for us. So seek the Lord. It says in scripture to seek him with all of your heart and to seek him while he may be found. So I want to just encourage you with that. I want to also encourage you. Our nation is in a, a state of division and turmoil right now. And I just want to encourage you to join in praying for our nation. You, I want you to listen for the Lord. This is the United States of America. If you're listening from somewhere else, would you pray for our nation? If you're in another country, would you pray for our nation? We are in, in, a, in a place where our country is as divided as it's ever been. Um, there's a lot of uh, of hurt and conversation on both sides and there are a lot of things happening that could be detrimental to our country and so I'm asking you to pray pray like you've never prayed before pray for life to be protected pray for truth to be exposed pray for God's will to be done in America that's what I'm asking for and so with that said I want to remind you as I always do um, to one, listen to Accidental Hope Podcast tomorrow at 2 p.m. Central Time. Again, that airs on Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Central Time. They're in the middle of 
a five-week study on how to move forward uh, with Tina Boyd. And so I know that Jennifer and Tina will bless you. So be sure to catch that tomorrow. It's 2 p.m. Central Time. And then remember that blooming where your planet is the first step to living your wildest dreams. So live your lives blooming alive. Thank you for listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast on the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. This show airs Tuesdays and Thursdays, 11 a.m. Central Time. Please take a moment to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also learn more about this podcast, its network, or the ministries of Blooming Inspired Network by visiting bloominginspirednetwork.com and clicking the podcast link at the top of the page.